Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday morning, and uh, we're going to get into the Word of God this morning again. Uh, welcome, everybody that's tuning in. Um, I, uh, I've been busy speaking about uh, a concept that's very well put together in Second um, Timothy. 1 verse 9 and 10 uh, about the purpose and grace of God which brings to light life and immortality through the gospel uh, so which has been given to us in Christ before time began before chronos so before God even created anything there's there's things that he had in his heart in his mind uh, that that he already gave us, that he meant for us, that he predestined for us. Now, uh, predestination, we spoke about it. If you did not see the predestination uh, video, please watch it. It's just called predestined. So, speaking, speaking about the same idea, the same concept, um, I think he's speaking feedback or pity, Mike. Thanks. So, and predestination doesn't mean that everything that you see happening is God's will, God's plan, God's idea, and now it's just happening because he's sovereignly pulling his strings from above so that it plays out like that. That's a very, very lazy way of thinking. It's not the truth. Predestination is, according to Ephesians 2, he has prepared works ahead of time so that we might walk in him, so that we might choose paths which he prearranged, uh, prearranged ahead of time for us. So he made certain things available ahead of time that we need to step into by faith. Now, faith, you can't by faith uh, receive something if it wasn't already granted if it wasn't already given so you can only receive something by faith if god has already uh, made it available to you to receive by faith okay so you can believe until you're pink and purple and blue you, if it's not true it's not going to happen right for instance you can believe that you can have faith that um for instance, the, the moon will become a, a banana. But because God hadn't ordained that in his scripture, it's not something that he preordained for you to have. Even if you believe it with everything in your heart, you will just be deceived. Yeah, yeah. It will not manifest because it's not already given. So it's a... Maybe just a ridiculous example that I'm grabbing out of the air now, but um, if it hasn't been granted, if it hasn't been made ready, pre-arranged pre for you, you will not be able to access it by faith. But since God has predestined it for you, you can access it by faith, but you can access it only by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So the word reveals to you your hope. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17. The prayer 
that Paul prayed. He said, I pray that uh, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation um, so that you can know the mysteries of God and the secrets of God and so that you might, uh, your, your eyes might be uh, enlightened, okay? Your understanding might be enlightened and so that you can know the inheritance that God has given you so that you can know the limitless power that God has given you. So he's not praying that God will give it to you. He's praying that your eyes will be enlightened so you can see what's already given. And if you can see what God has already given, you can receive those, those things by faith. Faith manifests what you see. So uh, what, what, you know, it manifests the hope that is revealed by the spirit of wisdom. Okay, so now if you look to uh, Hebrews 11 in the Amplified, Hebrews 11 verse 1, he says, Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So you can't access it in a sensual manner. You, you can't, it's not sensual. It's not five senses realm. You have to access it by spirit because it's out of time. It's given to you in Christ who is spirit out of time before time began. And he brought it into time through the appearing of Christ um, on this earth who died on the cross, brought it into space and time. He died on this earth. He shed his blood on this earth. He suffered on this earth. Romans 5 says at the fitting time. So he did it here and he did it at a, at a time. To make it available for us who are here and in time. Yeah. All right. So it's a little bit of a recap of what I've been talking about. So, um, but what I would need want to, to tell you now is, if it's not been given in the spirit, if you don't have that hope in Christ, you, you don't have. It's not yours. Yeah. So something that Prophet Kuba said over and over and over again in Deuteronomy 29: the things that are revealed belongs to us. The things that are hidden belongs to God. Okay, uh, the things that are revealed belongs to us and our children forever. So he doesn't take it back. So he gives you a revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation. He reveals something to you. What happens? Oh, you have a hope. So suddenly you see what has already been given to you and is laid up in a storeroom called in Christ. And if you can see that truth, that is um, I'm not going to say metaphysical. It's not metaphysical. It's spiritual. It's not an imagining. Because there's certain things that people can imagine. You can imagine the, the moon turning into a banana. But it's not truth. It's not a real thing in the spiritual realm. It just exists in your mind. All right? So uh, we, need to, we need to just understand this. He gives you the revelation he gives you the thing. So if you get a revelation in the scripture about prosperity, watch your bank account. It's going to go up. If he gives you a revelation about something to do that seems impossible, it's going to happen. But you have to contend for it by faith. If you don't believe what he shows you, it's not going to manifest from the invisible to the visible. So I think the greatest example of that, there's many, I mean, there's many, many all over the world. But 
the greatest example and the closest to me that I've, that I've seen must be Prophet Kurbis, having seen that vision uh, of the tent outside of a small city, outside of a bigger city, next to the highway, and then later a building at the drive-in and a bigger building next to it. And it's all visions. It's all dreams. It's all things that he saw, and it's things that God preordained. He preordained it. So, but he had to take the step and walk in those works which God had preordained. So that means ahead of time, the grace and the power has been made available for that thing to take place. So if someone else wants to copy it, it will not work. Because this is a specific preordained thing that God wanted to do. So you don't just copy and try, try to do the, the same action and try to get the same result. He saw in the spirit and he did what he saw. It was prearranged. It was destiny. He walked in it. But if he didn't believe, it would not have happened. And the reason I can say that is there's other people who got the same vision. To the dot, the same vision. And it didn't happen with him. And that guy even acknowledged to Prophet Kurbis, he's not going to do it with me, but he's going to do it with you. So predestination and what uh, I said, I did a video on destiny also. Just, just see that one as well. But it's, it's been given to you ahead of time. All right. So now there's something I want to uh, also lift out. I wanted to start in another scripture. So we're already busy a couple of minutes. Where are we now? Ten minutes, and I haven't even started with a message. How's that for a devotion? So, um, Ephesians chapter 1, very simple. It's the same idea, the same concept. Verse 7 says, in him, in him, in Christ, in him, we have redemption, deliverance, salvation through his blood, the remission, forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, trespasses in accordance with the riches and generosity of His gracious favor. Okay. Which He lavished upon us in every kind of wisdom, understanding, practical insight and prudence. Do you see the spirit of wisdom there? So you have... Uh, forgiveness isn't something that you need to be blasé about. Yeah. It's not, oh, everyone is forgiven and now we can just go on. You know, everyone's forgiven. Why should I even go preach? Because everyone is forgiven. Why, you know, no one's going to be judged because everyone is forgiven. You know, this whole inclusion and universalism thing. Hey, wait a minute. Before even the foundation of the world, it, it was a purpose and grace of God to forgive all sin. Yeah. Okay? But someone still had to come in time and pay the price on this earth. And Jesus did it. And for you to receive it, to appropriate it, you have to contend for it by faith. You have to believe it for it to be a reality. Otherwise, faith is the only connection that you have with God. If there's no faith, there is, you're in the world without God. This, if, you, if you have no faith, you have no relationship with Jesus. So if you knock faith in preaching, it's not going to produce the fruit that you desire. Yeah. 
Okay, so we don't have this attitude, oh, everyone is forgiven, so, you know, it's, it's grace, I can do it. Hey, content for the forgiveness by faith. So, yes, it is absolutely true that you have forgiveness. You have forgiveness. So, don't you think, if you have it in Christ, it's a good idea to go and get it. How do you go and get it? Spend time with Him. You are in Christ, are you not? So let your awareness be there. In fellowship with Him, He's the one that has paid the price for you. He's the one that has taken your sin, shame, guilt upon Himself. So in fellowship, in oneness with Him, you have absolute, perfect forgiveness. So you don't have to look to these rituals that only exist on earth. You don't have to look at those rules cast in stone that only exist on this earth. And that's there to govern this earth. You can, be, you can transcend that to a higher life. Now you can, in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies, have fellowship with him. Transcending the limitations that sin placed upon creation. Because he made a way and he opened it up for us. So that we can go in and have fellowship with him. So, the blood of Jesus, Hebrews 9, verse 13 and 14, cleanses, cleanses your conscience from dead works and lifeless observances. You have been forgiven, but the blood of Jesus cleanses your conscience. You have been forgiven, but the blood of Jesus cleanses your conscience. Okay, 1 John chapter 1. If we dwell in the light as he is in the light. So that means close to him in Christ fellowship. If we dwell in the light as he is in the light. That's 1 John 1 verse 6. 6, 7, 8, 9 thereabout. Okay. We have true unbroken fellowship with him. That's verse 8. And the blood of Jesus cleanses you and keeps you cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Okay. So there's, there's a few things that we need to pay attention to. You have been forgiven. It's, it's, it's God's purpose and grace before time was created. So it is in a place, in spirit, in Christ. So that... Just incidentally, that's why when Paul, uh, uh, Peter preached the Gospels in, in Acts chapter 10 to the Gentiles, he said, everyone who trusts in him, verse 43, receive, the prophets testified that everyone who trusts in him receives forgiveness of their sins. And while he was yet speaking, so how does the Holy Spirit come? Through speaking and believing the word. Okay. While he was yet speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on all. So what happened to them? They entered the place called in Christ. There was a manifestation of Christ on earth because they entered into him. So if we dwell in there, he manifests on us. So the pouring out of the Holy Spirit means we have, we have gained access. So the manifestation comes, I want to say... If we enter 
into that spiritual place. So, so I am in him, he's in me. It's, it's, it's a simultaneous thing. So when I realize in Christ, in fellowship with him, I dwell in the light, I'm with him, in the word, in, in the spirit, I have received him and, in, and upon me. Okay, so the manifestation of forgiveness is the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost brings forgiveness. So in him, forgiveness is given. So the manifestation of healing is the power of the Holy Ghost. So the manifestation of the Holy Ghost always brings healing. Where, where the Holy Ghost is presently manifested in a in a place on this earth where we can experience him and where we can perceive him. All those purposes and graces of God that is stored up in Christ are manifested and we can receive. So that's why it's so important to come together as believers. That's why it's so important to have the corporate anointing. Because everyone comes together. All the, everyone's faith is put together it's built together. So everyone, everything that every, every revelation that every person sees is joined together and everyone can receive out of that. And the more we see, the more becomes possible. So if one person really has a revelation, a spirit of wisdom and insight, then it comes on everyone in the, in the building. And everyone can suddenly start receiving miracles from God because one person can see. One person has faith in what he sees. So forgiveness. Why is it that we preach forgiveness, but everyone still feels condemned? And I'm not even talking about people who don't preach forgiveness. I mean, people don't preach forgiveness, um, and they, they say, yeah, no, but you have to, and you have to confess every sin, and you have to do this, and you have to eat that. And, you, and you're never at a point where, you, where, you, where you're forgiven. But we preach forgiveness. So, and we see the result, but we don't see the result consistent, consistently in the same measure with everybody. Yeah. Why not? It's because it's not something that, that we just talk about that God has already manifested everywhere evenly. It's something that you need to believe to have it. Yeah. So if you're not going to believe the blood of Jesus brought you brought you forgiveness you're not going to experience the manifestation of it okay so when i say to you your sins are forgiven i'm speaking out of a revelation of what jesus did on the cross uh, how he fulfilled every little detail of the law that was prophesied about him so that he could come and fulfill it on this earth uh, i have a whole teaching on the covenant and how Jesus had to become a party of the covenant to fulfill the covenant. And uh, so that, so that uh, he could get all the benefits of fulfilling the covenant and so that he could give it to you freely as your inheritance. Mm -hmm. But that inheritance is in him. Yeah. We need to get it. You will not get the benefits without him. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 103, that's where I wanted to start. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Oh, Joshua, do not let this book depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so shall you make your way prosperous. Forget not his benefits. 
meditate on it day and night. So what's the benefit? Who forgives each and every one of your uh, sins. Who heals each and every one of your diseases. Who saves your life from the pit and destruction, which is the grave. Who beautifies you with beauty and loving kindness. Renews your youth like that of an eagle. Benefits. Stuff that you can have. It's already given. Okay, so now, the present tense and the past tense thing. God is outside of time, so he's always now. So, he's, he was, he is, he is to come all together at once. So, he is in that time, and he is in this time, and he is in that time. And it's not linear. <laughs> he's outside of it all. And before he created time, there's certain things that he predestined for you. There's certain things that he wants. And something so great. Because he knew that man would sin. He already made provision before creation. For absolute, perfect forgiveness. Because he already made provision for an absolute, perfect sacrifice. By him taking all suffering absolutely upon himself. Okay. So he already made that provision so that we can have forgiveness. Forgiveness is not something that we, that we need to um, be flippant about. It's not something that, uh, that's just, you know, oh, yeah, we, we know the message of forgiveness. Don't we'll talk about that again. You know, hey, 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 hey. If you really know that you're forgiven, if you really know that all the limitations of human existence has been paid on the, on the body of Christ on that cross. If you really know that you are forgiven, that there's no penalty against you, that you are the absolute righteousness of God in Christ, in Christ, then what would hold you back to live in Christ? What would hold you back to get absolute healing? What would hold you back to get eternal, everlasting life? So if sin brought death, Romans 5 verse 12, sin entered into the world, death through sin. Don't you think the manifestation, the revelation of the word of forgiveness has a purpose and grace, 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 and 10, to bring life and immortality? There's so much locked up in the statement that you're forgiven. Forgiveness to the soul is healing is like healing to the body. Sickness to the body is sin is what the same as sin to the soul. If someone is very sick, someone has you know, there's a lot of sickness going around in the world, but it's always, you know, but you know, there's cancer, there's COVID, there's Whatever. There's diseases I can't even pronounce. Okay? So all those diseases, if you have one of them, especially if they are leading to death and you know, uh, yeah, I've got two weeks or six months or whatever, don't you think it becomes a priority to seek something that can help you to live? So if we have healing and, wow, I need to be healed. And we go for whatever doctor can help us. But 
Now we get a revelation in the spirit. I can be healed in Christ. Wow. And we are eager to receive our healing because I don't want to die. Don't you think we should, with the same eagerness, pursue forgiveness? So that we can live. So that we don't die. And so that we can live. Forgiveness manifests God's righteousness. So if forgiveness is really received and understood and revealed by the Spirit, the result would be the righteousness of God. Now, James 1 says man's anger, for instance, does not promote the the righteousness of God. So here's a good thing for people with anger issues. You're forgiven. (laughs) The the righteousness of God manifested. That means there can be no no anger. Okay? You are forgiven. Uh, manifests the righteousness of God. There's no struggling with this kind of sin. There's no struggling with that kind of sin. As you are set free from a disease, you are set free from a sin. I'm speaking of an affliction, something that people carry around for years. Okay? So there's, there's certain things in our soul, that, a soul dimension, um, that, that exists there because the Holy Spirit is not fully manifested there. And the word of forgiveness is the connection between the reality of the righteousness of God and just a concept of, oh, I'm righteous. Okay, yes, in spirit, you are. But it's time for us to be aware of the spirit. It's time for us to manifest that which is, which is given to us in spirit in this present reality. If, peop- if I'm forgiven, I want people to see I'm forgiven. If I'm healed, I want people to see I'm healed. If God prospered me, I want people to see that I'm prosperous. Okay? So, you are forgiven. You are absolutely forgiven. There is no charge against you. There's nothing against you in God's heart, in God's mind. Uh, There's no law judging you. There's no law accusing you. All that's in your relationship with God, there's an open door to go into Christ. I'm speaking of awareness. Consciously go and have fellowship. So back to First John 1. If we dwell in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. So the light is the realm of the blood. Because the blood is the gospel. And the gospel is the word. And in the word was the light. Okay, so the word of the blood of Jesus, the light. So the blood is in that place in Christ because Jesus entered in and offered his blood on the throne in heaven, in Christ, in the spirit. That's where the blood is, is in him, is in the light, is is there under the shadow of the wings on top of the mercy seat. That's where the blood is. So that's where we need to be. So the light is the realm of the blood. And the light is in the word. So if you dwell in the word, dwell in the light, guess what? Your conscience. The blood of Jesus cleanses our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances. If we dwell in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us and keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. That's the application of forgiveness. It's good to rationally know I am forgiven. But it's better 
to go into the fellowship of forgiveness by dwelling in the light, in the word, in the spirit. And having that experience of in real time constantly being washed, my soul, conscience being constantly cleansed. He cleanses us and keeps us cleansed. It's a present reality. Cleanses me, keeps me cleansed. Cleanses me, keeps me cleansed. Fellowship in him. Fellowship with the blood unbroken. Fellowship with the blood in Christ. Okay. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen if you're not aware of it. I'm just saying, for it to really manifest in your life, you need to be, need to be more and more aware of it. We need the manifestation of it. We need to be at a, at a place where, you don't, where it's not an intellectual knowledge, but where it's a consistent, heartfelt experience that's, this, that's not, uh, that doesn't rely on what you're thinking at the moment. There must be a manifestation. So let your heart have fellowship with him. True unbroken fellowship with this word of forgiveness. Let the blood come and cleanse your conscience. So stop meditating on your sin and what you've done wrong. Stop meditating on everything where you missed it. But rather, why don't you just let the blood cleanse it? If an accusation comes, how do you handle it? Oh, I'm in the light. Thank you, Lord. And you, by faith, you seek him out. Why don't you just take a scripture? Oh, in him I have redemption, deliverance, salvation. Through his blood, the remission, forgiveness of offenses. Oh, thank you for your blood. First John 1 cleanses me. I'm in the light. I am the righteousness of God. Wow. And you start seeing. You get a revelation, spirit of revelation and wisdom. You start seeing in the spirit how clean you are. How holy you are in spirit already. You start seeing, wow, man, I am, man, I'm shining with the glory of God. I've been given a robe of righteousness. I've, man, there's light shining out of my eyes. My heart is cleansed. There's no guile in me. I am holy and perfect and blameless through his blood. And you start seeing yourself there. You start having fellowship in spirit because it's granted, it's given. It's not imagining the moon to be a banana. It's not wishful thinking. It's reality, but it's in the spirit. I'm just saying, it's not enough to just know you are forgiven. Have fellowship with him. On this, meditate on this word. Let your heart delight itself in fatness, Isaiah 55. Incline your ear. So meditate on it. Incline your ear to this word. Man, I have forgiveness. I am forgiven. If your mind is on the blood of Jesus, on the cross of Christ, on the love of God, on how he has healed you and made you holy, uh, good scriptures to meditate on. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Uh, according to this will of God, he has made us holy through the offering of the flesh body of Jesus Christ once for Wow, his cross. The cross, more preaching of the cross, please, not less. But there's, there's something that flows out of the cross, so don't stop only by that. Have the cross, have everything that the cross gives also. Okay, so, wow, I see his body on the cross. Man, thank you, Lord. Through the offering of the flesh bread of Jesus Christ once for, I have been made holy. Wow, now you see yourself holy. You meditate on it. Thank you that I am so holy. 
And you start believing that you are holy because you can see it in the spirit. And you know you are in Christ. Okay. And guess what? That's what your reality is going to be. But if you're going to say, oh, I did this. I said, oh, that time I said that's cringing. I said that. Man, oh, that time I did that. If you're constantly thinking of that, you're constantly going to return to it. Okay? So it's like you, you, someone, if you don't remember where a place is, you can't return there. If you don't remember where a certain address is, you will get lost going there again. Because you, you won't find it. But if you sharply remember every, every place where you've ever been, it's easy to find it again. And that's what you're aware of, so you go there again. Okay? So what I'm saying is, man, meditate on the scriptures. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, those whom you have made holy, he has forever, forever, completely cleansed, perfected. So it's not like you're halfway clean, cleaner than before. Maybe in manifestation it starts to show more and more sure. But you, the, the more you see yourself perfect in Christ, because that's, that's the purpose and grace that was given. That's the purpose of gra- and the grace that is in Christ before time. You are holy. You are perfect. You are blameless in Christ. You are washed in his very own blood. It's not by your works. It's by his work that he came to do on this, on this earth. Manifesting on that. Man, I have forgiveness. I have holiness. I am in the light. I am in his glory. The blood of Jesus is constantly cleansing me. This nice thing that, that Joseph Prince wrote is, is he's standing under a waterfall of forgiveness. Meditate on that. Man, I have forgiveness. That waterfall of forgiveness is a waterfall of the blood of Jesus. <laughs> constantly flowing over you. Okay, something that you have. All the other explaining that I'm doing is just to get you to understand you receive it by faith. So meditate it. Think on it. Stay in those scriptures. Let your mind space and your heart be filled with a word that you are completely, perfectly forgiven. It's something that God has decreed, declared, and in his own body demonstrated since before the world began, since before time began. All right, I just want to read one last scripture. First. Peter 1, the prophets who prophesied, verse 10, of the grace which was intended for you. Do you see that purpose and grace which was in Christ before? But it was, listen to this. The prophets who prophesied of the grace which was intended for you searched and inquired earnestly about this salvation. They sought to find out to whom or when this was to come which the Spirit of Christ working within them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow them. It was then disclosed to them that the services they were rendering were not meant for themselves in that period of time, but for you. Okay? This grace, 
the salvation that he inquired into. He says, I can see it in the spirit, but when? Because he's in time. It is these very things which have now already been made known plainly, revealed, spirit of wisdom and revelation, to you by those who preach the good news to you. Oh, through it, the appearance of Christ, uh, this purpose and grace have been made known. Okay, it's been uh, brought to light, life and immortality. Okay, I'm so, sorry, I was in Second Timothy 1 verse 9 and 10. All right, which have now already been made known plainly to you to those who preach the good news to you by the same Holy Spirit sent from heaven. You see the Holy Spirit's involvement there. Into these things, the very angels long to look. So brace up your minds. Be sober. Set your hope holy and unchangeably on the grace that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. You want forgiveness? You need a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Forgiveness is a revelation. It's something spiritual. It's not just a doctrine and physical knowledge, mental knowledge. Okay? All right. Then I just need to add this. Verse 18. You must know that you were redeemed from the useless, fruitless way of living inherited by tradition from your forefathers, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. It is true that he was chosen and foreordained and destined and foreknown for it before the foundation of the world, but he was brought out to public view in these last days for the sake of you it had to come in time and and place through him you believe in god who raised him up from the dead and gave him honor and glory so that your faith and hope are centered in god i hope all of this has new light on it now okay since by your obedience to the truth through the holy spirit you have purified your hearts do you see there purified your hearts that's receiving the forgiveness letting the blood wash you purified your hearts for the sincere affection or the love of the brethren see that you love one another fervently from a pure heart you have been regenerated born again not from a mortal origin or a seed but from one that is immortal by the ever living and lasting Word of God. Right. All flesh is like man. Flesh, mankind is like grass. All its glory, honor like the uh, flower of the grass. Grass withers and the flower drops off. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. All right. So I want to just say, make a simple statement. And I want you to really receive it. I want you to see it and believe it and see yourself in it. Because this is the truth of God concerning your life. You have been made holy through the blood of Jesus. He's offering on the cross. You are forgiven. And all the glory, mysteries, and riches that lay hidden in Christ is now yours. You are the righteousness of God. You are perfected in Christ. 
you are in the light, you are in him. All right, just receive those words into your heart, meditate on it and believe it about yourself. It is already true. Okay? And it was true even before Jesus manifested it on the earth. All right. But it was manifest for the sake of you. It was about time. All right. I hope it makes sense. If it doesn't, uh, I want to encourage you to, to just send me a message and ask questions if something is not clear to you. Um, so, but anyway, thank you for watching. So, hello, hello, Janine and Mariska. It's good to see you there. And hello, Fanny, Mare. Bless you guys, everyone else that was watching. May you just really, in your heart, experience the fellowship of forgiveness through the Holy Spirit today. We'll see you again tomorrow, Friday morning, yes, 9 o'clock. Amen.